sometimes talking to strangers can seem completely overwhelming. Well, take it from me, some of the most interesting conversations I've ever had are with people I've never met before. Join me on Have You Met? Joe! Yo! What's going on? Living the dream, living the dream. How's everything with you? Dude, I can't complain. I mean, I get to hang out, have chit chats like this with you, invite the rest of the world to meet Mr. Joe Nero. <laughs> hey, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to a living legend like you. <laughs> I, I have a lot to pride uh, on my on my life and career-wise with the great Amy. <laughs> best, best corporate trainer Best Buy has to offer. <laughs> oh man, well I appreciate all the kind words. Look, we're just gonna have a conversation. I'm gonna ask you some questions. The very first question I have for you, because this podcast is called Have You Met? We have to ask, how did you meet me? How did we meet each other? Do you remember that exact point in time? What the event was? Where were we? What was the city? <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's go take back to 2013. Dang, Maybe it was long. 2014. It was one of those years. Um, <laughs> you were my sales induction trainer. It was in Atlanta. And I'd never forget it because I was like, man, like I was so fired up. I had only been working at Best Buy for like a couple months, you know, and at, from being like a seasonal employee. And then next thing I know, I'm at this training meeting. I meet all these people. Like, I've never been on a flight before. Like, it was just so many different things happening all at once. It was like, uh, so it's a pretty cool experience. So, yeah, that had to been 2013 for sure. Dude, I, I remember that. I love traveling to Atlanta for work. There's always so much fun stuff to do there. I didn't know that was your first time traveling for a work event. That's pretty crazy. And that class was awesome. I knew from the jump street that you were gonna be just such an incredible employee and like eventually a friend and, and just such a, you made such a huge impact on that class because you're outgoing, like your smile is contagious, like your energy. And uh, and then it just continued on from there that we kept meeting at, at these training sessions. But that's so awesome that you remember that. I don't know, did you get out and do anything fun while you were in Atlanta for that class? Nothing that, that you know, would, would incriminate you after the fact, so don't share that <laughs> stuff. <but. laughs> no, um, I actually was too afraid to do anything <laughs> because I was like, man, I really don't want to mess up this good opportunity to uh, really show up the right way. I don't know if my exact thought process was that <laughs> back then, so let's just pretend like it was. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, like it was, it was a great experience and it was even cooler when I saw you a year later in Fort Myers for my sales lead induction, whatever you want to call it, uh, when I first became a lead. And uh, that was only like a year later. And that was in Fort Myers. And I think I probably, we might, I might've went to like a restaurant and, and had like one drink because I was so afraid <laughs> to, you know, do the wrong thing. Um, and I want to say nine, maybe six to 12 months after that, you were doing my GM induction. So I, I definitely uh, appreciate the kind words where you were speaking about how my energy was contagious and how, you know, um, I just kind of brighten up the room um, <laughs> because I truly believe that you were one of the first people that believed in Joe Nero, the person, and uh, and you definitely were my trainer. So I, I'm surely 
gonna eventually end up being a legend just like you one day. Oh, <laughs> uh, you keep saying that. The only people that call me great are my great nieces and nephews, and that's because they have to, so they can differentiate that I'm their great aunt Amy, just so I feel a little bit older. But I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so, all right, look, you've been all over the place. There's a couple things on my mind. So, well, one, I was thinking about Taco Pete's in Atlanta, and that was my favorite food. And now I'm craving, like, some lemon pepper wings and tacos from Taco Pete's. So you done messed me up there. But <laughs> <laughs> So that's, like, way off track of what we're supposed to be talking about. All right, so you finally, so in the lead essentials class, you finally went out and let your hair down a little bit in Fort Myers. So you got to travel to Atlanta with work, Fort Myers with work, up to Minnesota. Um, and you've traveled to live in different cities for work too. So I want to know, like, what's home? Like, what's, like, home home? Like, where was Joe born? Where's Joe's family at? Where do you go back to All right, people? so <laughs> let, let's go ahead and go down. Obviously, y'all can probably tell from the accent. I'm not from <laughs> – <laughs> I'm definitely from the South. But, yeah, so I'm originally from uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, which is about an hour south of Birmingham, Alabama, which is probably where most people know. Um, obviously, my, my town, city, whatever you want to call it, where I'm from is – is known for having the best uh, college football team in the oh, in the country. That would be the University of Alabama. Um, you know, seven national championships under Nick Saban. Um, <laughs> but you know, anyways, no. So uh, Tuscaloosa is my home. Um, lived there for 24 years. Um, born and raised. You know, everything that you think about the South is not true. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, we actually have all 32 teeth. Uh, most people oh, do. <laughs> but no, my family still lives in Alabama. Um, my sister recently actually just bought a house in Birmingham. But my brothers, uh, my parents, who are still married, all live in Norport, um, Alabama, which is like, you know, a part of Tuscaloosa County. Okay. But uh, yeah. And then from Tuscaloosa, I moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, so still in the South, um, I continued my career with Best Buy and that was a a definitely an experience for me because it was the first time that I've actually moved away from where I am comfortable and I really had to get out and meet strangers and things like that. (laughs) So if you know me, any, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a social butterfly. I don't (laughs) mind meeting strangers. Like I will literally talk to pretty much anybody. I think that just came at a really young age for me. Um, like growing up in the South, like everybody's your neighbor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that type of mindset. So I've never really felt uncomfortable getting to know strangers or meeting new people, uh, which I had to do in Memphis because I didn't know anybody when I lived there. Worked with Best Buy there for a year. And then I had to make a very important decision in my life. Do I continue to work for Best Buy or do I try and test the waters? And uh, the answer to that question was I was going to continue working for Best Buy. So I moved to Chicago, Illinois. And anybody that would have asked me while I was growing up, where did I see myself living? I probably would have said like Birmingham or Atlanta, because that's where most people end up living after they've lived in Tuscaloosa their whole lives. And, (laughs) And somehow I ended up in Chicago, which is where I truly believe I became the man that I am now. Yeah. And, and it, I had some really amazing experiences, both good and bad, um, while I lived there. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I think that's so incredible. And it is a testament to like <clears throat> just who you are and what your personality is like. So super outgoing and, you know, who, who would have ever guessed when you started just on the sales floor back in 2013 that you would have, you know, essentially traveled a large, a large part of the nation to either train or, or live and, and you're still open to it, right? Like you're still, you know, just willing to do whatever it is to take the next step to get to where you want to be and where you need to be and where, you know, you deserve to be ultimately. So I think that's incredible. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always prided myself, uh, actually, since I left Tuscaloosa on being like relocatable yeah. um, because I'm currently in Gainesville, Florida. So how crazy is that going from yeah. this huge, like melting pot of a city mm-hmm. to being right back in another college <laughs> town? Yeah. Um, I got to ask a question. Like, what else are you into? Like when you're not working, like. How do you spend your time? I, I I know some of your hobbies and interests, but definitely wanted you to open up and share a little bit about like what kind of stuff you get yourself into. Yeah, so I've always been passionate about uh, helping others achieve like their fitness goals, and you know I wouldn't say I'm like a part-time life coach or anything like that, but um, you know I, I used to do some personal training. I used to work out myself four or five times a week, training my body. And now as I've gotten older, I've learned that not only is it important to train my body, but also train my mind. Mm -hmm. So in my spare time, I, you know, I do read a lot of different types of books on leadership and, you know, things that really help me feel like I'm a better person. Um, I obviously have recently gotten back into the gym on a regular basis. Um, A really good friend of mine I ran into at a restaurant here in town here in Gainesville, he's actually played football at Alabama. And he was like, man, we got to get you back in the gym, man. Like, you don't look like yourself. (laughs) And so uh, he wrote me up a workout plan, and I've been following it for the last three weeks. And and it just really makes a huge difference of how you train your body and you train your mind, and you just feel better. Um, I'm feeling better than I have in a long time, both physically, mentally, all of the above, you know, and it, it's been great. So, yeah, that's what I do in my spare time is I read, I um, work out. I have a lovely girl, um, which I'm surprised this is the first time that I've mentioned her um, because in my spare time, I'm either hanging out with her or going to the gym or reading. That's pretty much what I do. I do like being outside, but obviously, um, unless I'm on PTO, I don't really get a chance to really enjoy being outside and and traveling unless I'm uh, on vacation. Love that. Yeah, dude, I, I knew you were like super into fitness and I got to go back to the comment you said you were talking about. I, I don't know if I'm a life coach or like a full-time life coach or whatever. So like I told you, when I first met you in, in the sales class, you were already a peer leader and then you were in the lead class and setting the example about um, how you were role modeling behaviors and, and leading expectations at your location. Um, and so I knew like we went through this this process of like losing you for a little while to get you back. And I said all this to say like you have to have just more ownership and confidence in the example that you set and how you uh, positively influence all of those around you. So and it's constant. It's like just being I, I think I told you before, but like just being in your presence is an inspiration you're you know super positive and optimistic and always reinvesting in yourself and 
we definitely connected on the the physical fitness piece before and talking about how like it truly does like moving your body and and activity physical activity like actually makes you more mentally strong uh, right. and so anyways like I, I you know I've always admired you know all of those attributes about you and Dude, I just think you're such a stand-up guy and such a great, um, a great man. So 2013, can you believe like we've already known each other for almost a decade? It's just wild. Um, yeah, it, it'll be 10 years in October. That's crazy. <laughs> so what do you think it is like? Like obviously we're not, you know we don't talk every day, all day, or anything like that. But we've we've stayed in touch over time. What what do you think the reason for that is? I have a lot of. Um... I got a lot of love for you, Amy, just from the standpoint that you saw something in me that a lot of people didn't, you know, there were quite a few naysayers. Um, and every single time I ever interacted with you, it really kind of rejuvenated me and like kind of re-motivated me, so to speak. And, and I'm not going to lie to you when we, when we connected like a month ago and, uh, we caught up it it's something sparked in me and i i feel like i've i've changed uh just you know it's it's your contagious energy too like you you say these things about me and i'm just like i don't think she realizes that she has those same qualities and i i really believe that that's one of the main reasons why we've stayed in touch um you know over the years is that you know sometimes you need that person from your past to kind of Re realign what's important to you and need somebody to have a listening ear and you've always done that for me both professionally and personally so yeah absolutely I, I think like like energy inspires energy right so it's like you know whether you know I don't know the chicken or the egg if it's you or me but it's just good energy and and um and it's always good to find like your soul tribe if if I, if I could say that we're part of the same soul tribe right it's like for sure. we're, we're willing to support one another and we truly do care about one another and, and just want the best for each other and are willing to like, you know, listen through or support or coach or counsel or whatever, uh, whatever it takes. Right. So no, I appreciate that. All right. Look, so you started to kind of touch on this a little bit. I don't know if it's the example that you're going to share. But part of why I started this podcast and why I want to bring all of these people on that I just have such respect for is like your, you know, your life and your experience could and has made a huge impact on other people. And so maybe this podcast will get the word out on some of the some life experiences that you've had that could help other people in a similar situation or just learn from your experience. And so. I don't know if it's when you moved to Chicago, if there was some other pivotal event that happened in your life, but talk to me about something that like you feel happened to you that really shaped who you are and how you behave and how you want to show up. Yeah. So I would say I've had two major events uh, that have refocused and, and changed me uh, for the better. Um, I think about, when Best Buy closed the SaaS stores, like the standalone stores in the mall. And I had to figure out, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do next? Like, I just moved to Memphis. I've only been here for a little under a year. Like, do I move back to Alabama? Do I, you know, what do I do? And so I think really stepping outside of my comfort zone, because there's no growth in the comfort zone. 
And I had a leader a long time ago tell me that. And and when they told me that, I didn't even think about it until once I had lived in Chicago for a couple months and had been struggling a little bit because of living outside of my means. And, you know, you, you take this small country boy from Alabama and you put him in a big city like Chicago, there's definitely going to be some, you know, some learning opportunities and, and, and balance and things like that. So, but yeah, it was me having to make a decision on what my future looked like. And I seek counsel from a lot of people on what I should do. And, and, uh, you know, my family, obviously they've always supported me on everything I do with my career. So for me, it was the move to Chicago that really changed me because I truly had to figure out my life, what it looks like managing money for the first time, truly. Um, and then really learning that you got to have balance. Um, you can't just live to work or whatever the expression is. You can't just, all you do is work, work, work. Um, and you can't just party, party, party. You, there's always got to be a balance. And, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people have learned from me uh, as a leader over the last, you know, four, five years is you have to make sure that you show up the right way because you never know um, when you're going to have to ask somebody for a favor or a reference or whatever the case may be. And I've always prided myself on leaving a, a lasting impression on people. Um, but to get to that, you got to learn about yourself and you got to accept that you don't have all the answers and you have to accept that it's okay to not be okay. Um, and I truly learned that um, when I moved to Gainesville in the middle of COVID. You know, my job was doing something that they were only doing at a few locations and running curbside. And I literally, I was a brand new ASM, you know, coming in with a partnership with my GM. We had to come up with a strategy because, you know, we had to figure it out. Um, so I would say that's the other like major thing that's happened to me where I've literally had to fly on something I didn't have experience with and really learn on the fly. But you got to learn how to adapt. And I know it's going to be cliche because I'm going to quote Nick Saban, but you either adapt or you die. And I, and I know that sounds a little graphic for some, but you have to adapt and learn from every experience because what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting results, right? Different results. So um, I can honestly say those two experiences have been the most impactful for me not trying to get into like my personal you know obstacles but obviously you know growing up in Alabama you know being a person of color and things like that have obviously had some challenges too uh where you know you feel like you have to talk a certain way or act a certain way to be uh, accepted in the social norms and things like that and to you know to bring everything full circle that's one of the main reasons why I have enjoyed working for Best Buy and and continue to grow my be, uh, my career with Best Buy because I can be my authentic self. Like I, I have dreads, I wear a gold chain every day at work. Like this is not a game, you know. I'm like I <laughs> I, I represent myself in a very good way, and I can be able to be my authentic self every single day. And I tell people all the time. 
if you can't be your authentic self, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Man, you nailed it. That that final statement. So every everything that you talked about, all this incredible introspection and growth over the years and uh, and how you've taken everything that, that you've experienced and um, learned about and applied it to who you want to be and how you want to show up. And now you're, you're arriving a, a way ahead of other people. I mean, man, I, I often think, am I, am I being my authentic self or am I too in my head worried about what other people are thinking of me and trying to anticipate what they need me to be versus being myself. And, um, dude, if, if, if I can get my one of two listeners that hop onto this podcast and take away that message now we're gonna grow we're gonna grow the audience this this single this single episode is gonna grow the audience but yeah we about to get your followers up (laughs) (laughs) um nailed it like what what are you doing if you're not living up to like the life that you want and who you want to be and how you want to show up yeah then you're doing it wrong and and i couldn't have said that better that's that's incredible you know there's been times and I and I know you could probably relate with this where you kind of adhere to these social norms because you want to fit into a certain group. And I, I really feel like once I moved away from Alabama into Memphis and Chicago, that's when I really started being my true authentic self because you grow up around people and you you're quiet when you hear things. You know, like when people make like racial jokes, for example, like I was uncomfortable in those situations, but I never, I never said anything because I was around my teammates or I was around people that I grew up with. And now I look back on that. And for all the listeners out there, no matter if you're a person of color or you're, you're not, or you're part of the LGBTQ plus community or whatever the case may be, like be yourself, be your authentic self and surround yourself with people that have similar um, views and morals because surrounding yourself with people that don't is where you're going to find yourself trying to be somebody who you're not. And, and that's one thing I always tell my employees, you know, I I have about a hundred and, two indirect employees and, and, and 40 direct employees right now um, in my current role. And I t- the messaging has to stay consistent. Like, be your authentic self. I don't care if you have tattoos or piercings or or sexual orientation or any of those things. Like, you have a, you have a, you have a place here in this store. You have a place here. And I think with this current generation and other generations like that is the thing that's the missing part like be your authentic self because pretending is not going to get you anywhere sorry don't want to be the dead drum (laughs) no i'm glad you went into more detail i'm glad that you had the vulnerability to share some of the personal circumstances that you experienced and it is awkward at times right like I don't know. I personally think about maybe you've had this experience too, but you know, I've got, I've got some neighbors that are a little bit older and I think generally they have the best interests at heart, but you get into situations where people are making jokes that 
maybe they feel comfortable making it because you've known them or been in their life for a while or you know they, they ask a question and it, and it kind of oversteps the bounds and what you're talking about is like having courage of conviction to I don't want to say redirect people simultaneously I say educate lightly because I don't want to be responsible and I don't know if you feel the same but I don't want to be responsible for your education to be to be more open-minded and compassionate yeah you you should um, all I don't I don't represent the entire LGBTQ plus community you know like right <laughs> there, I'm sure there's a docu-series or some you know, uh, actual educational, you know, blogs or articles that have been written, that would be, um, that, that is something that you should take personal interest in investing in because you truly care to show up different as a human. But um, anyways, I, I appreciate, I really appreciate you sharing and you're about to say something on that note. <laughs> well, no, and I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a great point that you just made like you don't represent that community and I don't represent all black men <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it is your personal responsibility to educate yourself and it shouldn't take traumatic world things happening for people to understand both communities like I, I feel like you at this point if you're 18 years old or older like you're an adult if you can go to prison you should have a sense of understanding not based on what your mom and daddy told you growing up but you know the experiences that you want to form and 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 the way that you want to show up the right way so i totally agree yeah yeah but i mean unless there are people like us that are willing to have the conversation you know (laughs) or or even say that like you know, hey, here's an article I think you should read, you know, like, right. Um, it, sometimes it takes that, that initiation for someone to like, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been really all about this, like, your relationships with people are essentially like, they, like your relationship with them puts up a mirror to your face about how you behave as a human being. And, and likewise, in reverse, right? Like, how you have a relationship with me is a reflection of who you are as a human being. I can only give back to you what you're giving to me. Um, and that's been like, um, I don't know if your mind melted just now, but like it definitely, when I first, when I first like really sat down and started to process that, I was like, wow, like one, dang, I'm like super selfish. <laughs> yep. I, I really need to think about how I show up in the lens of other people and and how and the fact that how people are behaving toward me is less a reflection of them and more a reflection of how I treat them. Um, and and so, anyways, like I just think this is such a great conversation. It's a huge part about like how I feel this podcast can help because it's about it's about inspiring people to be like more human. Like just have some humanity, get curious, uh, seek to understand, have a conversation with another human being. Even if they look, act, think, especially if they look, act, think, behave different than you do, you know? Yep. Uh, and also, Annie, this this could be part one. We could always do oh. it. Heck yeah. We're, we, you, dude, we're, I'm going to have you back. You're going to be a recurring guest. We might even have a spinoff show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's this next one I got for you? Oh, you already kind of said this, but um, do you like talking to strangers? 
Oh, I am probably, if you ask my girlfriend, Katie, I'm probably annoyingly uh, the social butterfly. Like, I will literally talk to anyone. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, (laughs) I just think about, like, when I was a kid, I would just, like, walk up to random adults when when I would be at the grocery store with my mom or, like, at church or whatever the case may be. I I would always want to, like, talk to people. And I I really feel like that's one of the main reasons why I'm in retail right now. is because of like my ability to talk to people and 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 learn from different type of people and the, I really truly believe that's what makes a good people leader is being able to um talk to any type of person and not be afraid to talk to strangers cuz everybody's a stranger <laughs> yeah at, at some point in time right I do have one final question for you, and then I'll open up. If you have any questions for me, you can ask me whatever you want. Uh, but I want to know, and I, I know you have a ton of them, so it's going to be really hard to choose just one. But what would you say is your superpower? Uh, it's and This is a hard one, because I feel like I don't know if I want to go Marvel, DC, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of torn here, but... I'm gonna take a, a, um, a little step out. Probably something that what most people wouldn't say. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm like Mystique. All right. Because I have the ability to adapt and be a chameleon. Mm. Um, if you think about her superpower, you know, no matter what, she's able to adapt mm-hmm. and and find similarities or something within whatever she's got going on. I feel like that's that's what my number one superpower is. And mm. it shows up both professionally and personally. My ability to adapt and fit in with any type of social setting. Um, I've always been like a social butterfly. So yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely feel like uh, that's my superpower that shows oh, up the most. <laughs> social butterfly, I love it. Man, I, I would, I could see that for you, like the whole improvise, adapt and overcome, you know, you've overcome so many different challenges and adversities and you've made yourself better for each one that you've experienced. And it's like, it's, it's interesting to hear you say it. Cause it's like, you do it, but you're still your genuine self, right? It's like, you're learning and reading the room or understanding the circumstance and like changing the way that you behave or show up based on what's needed, but it's not insincere. Right. It's a very unique and it's very special uh, superpower because just like you said, uh, I'm never going to be the type of person that (laughs) tries to fit in to fit like social norms. But at the same time, I always find like similarities and things that I have in common. And that's kind of just kind of brings back to the previous question about like, do you like talking to strangers? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody's a stranger to me. Um, and it's always been like that for some reason. I've always been very comfortable. Um, and then fast forward, I work in retail, so I meet strangers every day. <laughs> Isn't that wild? It's, I don't know, it's like, some people go through their whole life, at, like hermit mode. And others of us just like thrust ourselves out there and are like, you know, talking to any and everybody at any given time. I wouldn't have it any other way. Personally, I I love meeting new people and uh, hearing their story and and learning about them. And 
Um, I love that you picked Mystique. I think that's fantastic. Like, I don't know if I would have put it that way, um, but the way that you described it, it makes a ton of sense. All right, so I got to open it up. Any questions for me? I wasn't planning on asking questions. <laughs> I really wasn't. So you really put me on the spot. I guess for me, uh, Amy, what would you say is your superpower? Because <laughs> I have in my mind what I think it is. <laughs> All right. Of course, I put a lot of thought into this because I, I'm not going to ask people something that I'm not willing to answer myself, right? So you never know when someone's going to turn that back on you. For, <laughs> for me, <laughs> and it's not like my ability to binge watch Netflix or anything like that. <laughs> I, I'm not, hey, I'll watch a whole series in like a week. I ain't gonna lie. Whole eight seasons. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it too, man. And like, it's sad because I'm kind of, I've started to get in that situation where I'm recycling shows. Like, I'm watching Suits all over again. So. Such a great show, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it's kind of the premise of my podcast, but I feel like one of my superpowers is um, the ability to identify. Uh, the unique strengths and abilities of people around me through like my genuine curiosity. So if you want to say like genuine curiosity is my superpower, but I like to take it a step further and say, well, because of that genuine curiosity, I'm able to learn how um, people tick, how they operate, like try to get beneath the, um, the surface layers and understand like who they are authentically and what they're passionate about and then encourage and inspire them to go do that thing or live that life that they're passionate about. And so that was the whole premise of this podcast. And, and I hope that I'll, I'll have the opportunity to help others acknowledge. Like, I just want, I want people to know, like, you're incredible. Everyone has an incredible story. Everyone has a superpower. Everyone has value to add. And if you're living in your potential, you're going to have an incredible life. Like everything's going to unfold the way that you hope and intend. So I don't know. What would you say? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, like, just don't want to get off, off track or anything, but, you know, obviously I've had some things going on, uh, both professionally and personally here lately. And the fact that you're still able to like inspire greatness, uh, within me, you know, it kind of remind me and kind of keep me grounded. And I, I think that our conversations that we have, um, I know, I know we mentioned in part one, um, that we don't talk every day or we don't even talk you know once a week but when we do speak it's always in a way that we like motivate each other and and kind of realign each other um and and make sure that we're still chasing this bag and chasing the dreams and and trying to inspire greatness in everybody that we come in contact with so i mean spot on that's what your superpower is love it man you just gave me goosebumps i really appreciate it what is how does how's the phrase go like um like right recognizes like or game recognizes game i love it real recognize real there you go <laughs> and uh and i think that that should be uh like your slogan going forward there you go <laughs> all right we'll, we'll add that tagline to have you met <laughs> oh man well this has been a really good conversation i do hope to have you back on a future episode and i know that this is going to be a, an inspirational story for others and and i can't thank you enough for taking the time to just chat with me <laughs> absolutely uh i look forward to uh getting together again and uh hopefully whenever uh this goes live we have more uh people listening in
So Heck that, yeah. uh, we can build that base. I love it. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, take care. I'll, I'll hit, hit you up soon. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Bye. See you.